Some of the game day traditions are returning, like mass right before the player walk. Uh, so that's great to see that uh, they'll have mass again right before the team walks out of the Basilica and then heads to the stadium. They had mass the day before the games last few years. Marcus Freeman wanted to go back to the original tradition. He remembers when he was a recruit, he knew they, they, they had mass. And uh, he explained why he wanted to go back to that this week. You know, for me, the mindset really being calm before the storm, you know, and that, again, I've been, even my first game as the head coach at Oklahoma State versus Oklahoma State and, and previous um, previous times I've been on previous teams, you can get so riled up before the game and hours before the game, and, and I didn't want that. You know, as we moved forward, I want to make sure these guys are calm, and part of that is is making sure we, we spend some time in reflection and at mass and then uh, coming over here and, and when the foot hits the ball at kickoff, we'll be ready to roll. But I really want to be able to be at peace and, and be a little bit calm as we get ready to come into the stadium, embrace this place, and then when it's kickoff time, we'll be ready to roll. He doesn't want his guys too uh, too high before before they're getting ready to to play the game, and and it makes sense. Go in, reflect, you know, say your prayers, and get into the right mindset, and then. And then go on that player walk, start getting excited. That's always fun. And then get into the stadium and get ready to go to play a football game. But I think getting rid of maybe, in some ways, almost getting rid of the nervous energy that the morning will bring um, and have that peace in in, in mass uh, is a great opportunity. I think it's great that they brought the mass back. I think it's fantastic. And you don't want to be too high or too low. And I think having mass is a perfect thing to fill that time because, I mean, we're a Catholic radio station. We know when you go and pray and you're in – a space like the Basilica, I mean, you can just center yourself, kind of get a control over your thoughts, emotions, have a moment with God, and and then go into the game. And, and it really, I think it's perfect for the team. Absolutely. All right. Did you know that Redeemer Radio has started a national Catholic podcast network called Spoke Street Media? Our mission is to provide content that invites so those listening grow closer in their relationship with God. Head to SpokeStreet.com and you can find more than 40 podcasts that are now a part of our network from all over the country. Meanwhile, our fall share runs September 20th through the 23rd. You don't have to wait until then to donate. Just head to RedeemerRadio.com right now to make your pledge. All right, let's turn now to our Focus on Faith interview, fifth-year graduate student Matt Salerno received a scholarship in the offseason he grew up a huge Notre Dame fan his grandpa came here in the 50s family has always cheered on the Irish ever since then a faithful Catholic made the crazy circus catch against Ohio State also had that offensive pass interference call against him that was a big one in this game as well but he's overall it's a great Notre Dame story uh, of course any story that involves Notre Dame that's one of faith Family and football is a great one, and Matt Salerno is certainly one of those. Here's Focus on Faith with Notre Dame graduate wide receiver Matt Salerno. Let's start with your journey to Notre Dame, and you're you're a big Notre Dame fan growing up. Take us back to to how that was, and maybe how big of a fan you you've been. Um, well, I'd like to consider myself like the n- number one Notre Dame fan. I mean. I'm sure my brothers would say the same about themselves as well. My grandfather went here in the 50s for a little bit of time, and ever since then we've been diehard Notre Dame fans. Um, we would wake up in the morning on Saturdays and pretend we were Notre Dame football players, come and watch the game, and then once it was over we were back outside pretending to be Notre Dame football players again. So it's just huge Notre Dame fans. What were some of your your favorite moments in terms of maybe coming to a game or experiences that, that you went through as a fan? Well, I would say my favorite player growing up was Golden Tate. And so 
I would always watch him and um, I was able to come out to a game in 2009 it was my first game and all the players were leaving the stadium and um, he was trying to get away from everyone because obviously everyone is autographed and I was the last jersey that he signed and you know as a little kid I was just, just a huge moment for me so that's probably my, one of my favorite memories. You came to Notre Dame I imagine you had other opportunities maybe you, you could have gotten a scholarship from somewhere what made you decide hey I'm just gonna walk onto Notre Dame um, and pass up some of, of potential opportunities? Um, well, I didn't really have many opportunities in terms of football to play anywhere else. I decided I was coming to Notre Dame just because I loved Notre Dame before I even knew football would be an opportunity. And then I was fortunate enough that once I started reaching out to the coaches and they responded to me, there was an opportunity for me to walk on. So I was coming here regardless. So you really didn't know football was going to be in the equation then when, when you when you came here? Yeah, yeah. And here you are now on scholarship playing under the bright lights made a huge catch what can you put that in perspective of how crazy this this journey has been for you yeah I mean <laughs> I'm still trying to wrap my head around it I try and you know keep that perspective it's it's easy to get um, just caught up in the moment of things you know when I'm I'm out in the building working out every day it's easy to sometimes forget you know where the journey started so um, just for me, I always try and keep that perspective. Talking with Matt Salerno, wide receiver for Notre Dame here on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays, our Faith Family Football Focus on Faith interview. Tell us a little bit about your faith and how important that is to you. So my faith is the number one thing that's most important to me. I think, you know, growing up as an athlete, it's really easy to let that become your identity. And I think, you know, probably around my freshman or sophomore year, I really grew in my faith, um, getting to know David Grimes, who was a strength coach here, and you know he really helped me try and make my faith my identity more than who I am as a football player. So, Tell us a little bit about that. I know David ran the fellowship group here, and he was former great wide receiver here at Notre Dame, but to have that group together and be able to talk about that, sometimes people say, oh, Notre Dame football, they're, they're not as faithful as people think they are, but mm -hmm. here your faith grew while being on the team. Yes, tremendously. Um, and, you know, when Coach Grimes was here running fellowship, it was Thursdays after practice, which is, I mean, pretty much the end of the week for us going into the game. Most guys just want to go home and get out of the building. And, I mean, we probably had 30, 40, 50 guys in there every Thursday. Um, still <laughs> sweaty from practice in there, just, you know, doing fellowship for an hour or so. Um, you know, that's kind of a side of Notre Dame that people probably didn't see, but um, I think it's huge props to Coach Grimes for running that. Pre-game mask coming back. Um, how neat is that, especially, you know, that, that it, w it wasn't there for the last few years. You guys still did it day before, but mm -hmm. to do it right before you guys are going to do the walk uh, just adds to, seems like it adds to the, the atmosphere and putting you guys in the right headspace uh, pre-game. Mm -hmm. I, I agree, and, you know, as Coach Freeman kind of hit on, it's a huge part of what Notre Dame's tradition used to be. And, you know, obviously growing up as a Notre Dame fan, I'm, all about the tradition. I know there's people who didn't know about Notre Dame really until they came here and probably don't care about the tradition, but at least for myself, um, you know, I'm all for it. What will your mindset be like during a pregame mass? What What are the things that you want to kind of put in perspective when, when you're taking in that mass? I mean, just kind of like I mentioned before that, you know, who I am isn't really based on what I do on the football field. It's based on my faith and just you know, to really take that time before the game to put things back in perspective that, you know, this is a huge opportunity I have in front of me and, you know, I'm extremely blessed and there's people that wish they could do this like I used to and don't have that opportunity. So just being thankful for that. We mentioned your, your grandfather earlier, your little brother's on the team here as well. How, 
how gratifying is that to be able to share this Notre Dame experience with him, who I imagine is also a pretty darn big uh, Notre Dame fan? It's awesome. I mean, especially, you know, when he first got here in practice, you know, I would make a play and he'd be the first one to come high five me or, you know, in the game, he was one of the first people to come up to me after the catch I made. So it's really awesome. And then, you know, sometimes on when we're doing special teams, he kicks off and I'm on the kickoff return team and I get to go chase him down and try and knock him over. So it's just been a lot of fun, you know, having him out here with me. You got on scholarship, you know, earlier this year. When you received that call from, from the coaching staff to say, hey, we're going to give you a scholarship, what were the next steps? What did you do to inform uh, your family that this was going to happen? I mean, they had kind of been in on the process the whole time. Um, I'd kind of been talking back and forth with Coach Reese and Coach Freeman. It wasn't like they just called me up out of the blue. We'd been talking about it if, it, if that scholarship was going to be there. So really, once I got the call, you know, I told my parents, and, you know, it was, it was a no-brainer when they said that there was a scholarship for me that I'd be coming back for a fifth year. What was that conversation like with your family when you got the – to tell them. I know they're in, involved in the process, but mm-hmm. to be able to say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get on a scholarship at Notre Dame, a place that your whole family has loved. It was, uh, I mean, obviously a great experience. They were very happy, very proud, especially after, you know, four years of working hard. And, you know, my older brother played at SMU and was able to earn a scholarship as well. So to just be able to, you know, follow in his footsteps as well was a great feeling. When you, when you think about that now, to have a scholarship when you didn't even you were going to come to Notre Dame just as a student, let alone thinking your preferred walk-on or anything like that. We talked about that journey before, but like when you think about that, is it kind of surreal to think about? It is pretty surreal. It's hard to wrap my head around. I think maybe when I'm a few years removed from here, it'll really hit me what that really means. Um, But, you know, right now I'm really just focused on trying to play the best I can. Ohio State game, you got a big opportunity, and you made one of the more spectacular catches that anyone will ever see in prime time. Take us through that moment and uh, hauling in that pass that seemed like it was being tipped around for uh, an eternity. Yeah, I mean, it felt like an eternity. It was really in slow motion for me. You know, I saw the opportunity was there versus press coverage and just trying to make sure that DB wasn't able to catch it and was lucky to bring it down. Did you have enough time to say a prayer in there? Because it felt like there might have been enough time for that. It, it felt like it in my head, but at that moment, you know, there's just nothing going on. It's just all slow motion. Uh, obviously, the, the game itself, uh, you know, in the end, a disappointment for you guys and a tough and a tough defeat. How do you guys now bounce back from that, use that as motivation, whatever you will, um, here against, against Marshall in Week 2? I mean, it's obviously very disappointing, but I think we proved to a lot of people that we can compete with one of the best teams in the country that we're one of the best teams in the country and you know what coach Freeman said was that this is our floor that's we're only going to go up from that performance so um, I think moving forward it's just keeping that perspective that we're just only going to keep moving forward. Finally it's it's the home opener you know this will be your final time coming out of the tunnel for the first time in a season. Mm-hmm. How special will that moment be to, to run out of that tunnel and just get, kick off the home season here at Notre Dame Stadium? It's really special. I mean, any opportunity, whether it's an opener or in the middle of the season, to run out that tunnel wearing that gold helmet is, I mean, a huge honor and privilege. And I just, I know there's people who would give their left arm to be able to do that. So I'm extremely grateful for that opportunity. Matt, thank you very much. Thank you. That is Matt Salerno, Irish graduate wide receiver on scholarship this year. Huge Notre Dame fan. Love the story of, uh, you know, getting to meet Golden Tate and, you know, I mean, granted, this is your age group. For me, it's like, 
wait, you're a kid when you met Golden Tate? It, it throws me off because, you know, this is my 16th season covering Notre Dame and Golden was there in the beginning. But it, it feels like, how are you a kid? It throws me off. And, and I'm sure that's the way for a lot of our listeners right now that, that when they think that way, it just puts in perspective uh, the group. But uh, just a great conversation. It's great to see someone be able to fulfill the dream that maybe they never would have thought was possible. But again, he was coming here as a student. He wasn't planning on being on the football team, and now he's on scholarship. I think it's funny you say that about Golden Tate because I'm sitting here thinking, oh, my gosh, I used to wait out there for Golden Tate too. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's fantastic. He grew up getting that signature from Golden Tate, and now he goes to Ohio State, gets to wear the gold helmet, and make an amazing catch like Golden Tate would have made. So I think that's just a a storybook ending for him right there. But he also, I mean, I think it's fantastic that his faith got to grow as a part of this team as well with that fellowship program. And I think – Really, it just shows that this Notre Dame football team, they have that distinction of having strong faith throughout the team, and and I think that gives them an advantage too. Redeemer Radio is on a mission to nurture disciples and provide hope for those who are searching. Be a part of this mission and join us for share September 20th through 23rd. Hear local priests talk about how Redeemer Radio has impacted their parish communities. Then hear those parishioners tell their stories of finding hope, joy, and faith through Redeemer Radio. Become inspired and lend your support to Redeemer Radio, September 20th through 23rd.